Wrestling presents Promo Slam 2023. It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to Promo Slam 2023. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez. And we've got a stacked show with three title matches plus SummerSlam predictions. Will Jey Uso dethrone Roman Reigns? Will Cody Rhodes close the Brock Lesnar chapter? God, we hope so. Would Becky Lynch versus Trip Stratix actually happen? Sure, why not? And why is Rhea Ripley not defending her goddamn title? You know, I've been asking myself that for fucking weeks. Like, they they have two women's matches on SummerSlam. They don't have room for four. What the fuck? Uh, I see there's also a, a battle royal been added, which people are complaining about. You got room for that, but not the women. But uh, Slim Jim are paying them for the battle royal. Oh, endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will get to that. But before we do a damn thing, make sure you guys mash that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Max Wrestling. And for all your Max Wrestling needs, head over to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Right, so let's recap so we can talk some smack. The cap is ready for the Friday night three-way. Uh, but it's actually only a two-way this week because we're not doing SmackDown because we're going to be predicting SummerSlam. So Beautiful. kicking off with Impact, uh, Trinity and Danny Luna defeated The Coven. With a full Nelson Buster from Trinity to Taylor Wilde after the match, Diana Perrazzo demanded her knockouts title rematch, which will happen on August 27th at Emergence. Let's go. Very nice. Uh, backstage, Moose and Brian Myers confronted Leo Rush. They questioned why Rush left them hanging last week. Leo questioned why they aligned with someone like Bully Ray. Bully Ray walks up and clarifies that he's aligned with Moose and Myers because they all trust each other. Leo reminds them he's not there to make any friends. Bully says Leo is either with them or against them, and he's going to need an answer by the end of the night. Okay, Bully. Um, Johnny Swinger defeated Zicky Dice in a Loser Leaves Impact match <laughs> with his feet on the ropes, which means Zicky Dice is now gone from Impact Wrestling. Oh. Um, Giselle Shaw defeated Masha Slamovich somehow. Um, Kazarian was backstage talking with his wife Tracy Brooks Tracy wanted five minutes in the ring with Alicia Edwards but Kazarian cuts her off and thanks her for having his back the last thing he wants is for her to get hurt I mean she she's a veteran no Frankie I mean come on I was gonna say uh, it's like, didn't she wrestle <laughs> and they leave together there you go uh, the Still, time... the, the husbandly duties husbandly duties you, first off you also don't want to see your wife you know out fight you too she'll probably be that <laughs> And Alicia's from the streets. Hey. Isn't she a Jersey girl? I think so. Oh, shit. Uh, the time splitters defeat Moose and Brian Myers when Myers grounds Shelly with a headlock, but Shelly manages to switch it over into a pinfall that Myers just can't kick out of. After the match, Moose and Myers immediately go on the attack. Bully Ray joins them, so Josh Alexander runs down to make the save. Leo Rush runs down and beats on Shelly, making his allegiance clear. Until Chris Sabin returns, Rush uh, gets surrounded by all the baby faces, and then they all take turns on him until Sabin rushes out. Um, MCMG, Alexander, and Kushida will now face Bully, Ray, Moose, Brian Myers, and Leo Rush at Emergence. 
That actually sounds like a lot of fun. That actually yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Motor City Machine Guns, Alex, and like in Josh Alexander and Kushida. I like that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm. I don't think there's going to be a rematch between Saban and Leo Rush, but Kushida is now the number one contender, so that's going to be a banger too. Hey. Um, so kind of surprising they're going for the eight-man tag on a pay-per-view if it's a pay-per-view or an Impact special, whatever the fuck it is Impact do. Um, Zachary Wentz defeated Mike Bailey with a headlock DDT, and in the main event, Eric Young defeated Nick Aldis with a pile driver after the match. Dina and Khan attack EY. Oh, leave uh, him alone. I don't know what. No, he's supposed to be a bad guy. So kick his ass on. Yeah, but I, I'm guessing this means Nick Aldis is gone now. So a, a lot of run-ins and attacks on Impact this week. Well, last week. Right. Uh, new episode, of course, tonight. Uh, so, of course, we're skipping SmackDown, going to Rampage. Uh, I got one bullet point more than I did last week. In a tag team battle royal, Brian Cage and Big Bill became the new number one contenders for the tag team titles. Commander defeated Kip Sabian. The Kingdom, nice to see them on AEW TV as opposed to Ring of Honor every week, defeated Hayden Buckland and Young Jay Lee. And in the main event, Hikaru Shida defeated Nyla Rose. Short and sweet as it always is with Rampage. But, like I said, nice to see the kingdom getting some more TV time. Uh, they also some- popped up on Dynamite very quickly last night, too. I was going to say, I'm glad somebody likes them. I can't stand the kingdom. But then again, I hate Matt Taven. I, I like the kingdom because they give me points on Ring of Honor and the Fantasy League every single week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good reason to like them. Uh, with that covered, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Let's take a look at Collision. Andrade and def- actually Andrade defeats Buddy Murphy in a ladder match to win back his mask, putting both Buddy and Julia Hart through a table. That poor Julia Hart just every time he turned around, she threw a goddamn table. Backstage, Miro is attacked by Aaron Solo with a steel chair, but of course it's Miro, so he's able to fight him off, which just makes me think it's going to be like Miro against the world because everybody's going after Miro. So put him on fucking TV more. Don't just give him attack. Give him some goddamn matches. I didn't even realize it was Aaron Solo. Miro got jumped, and the commentator was just like, oh, somebody attacked Miro. Well, who is it? Oh, it's Solo. Okay. Aaron Solo is just one of those faces where you have to remember. Uh, uh, that guy. Okay. All right. Darby Allen went to the ring looking for a fountain. Out came a fight indeed in the, the form of a murder grandpa, Maniro Suzuki. He comes out, uh, countered with the counter cop and drop with a sleeper. Darby was able to roll through and get a win. After the match, Christian Cage appeared on the screen to address Darby Allen before their inevitable TNT title match. Mm. Samoa Joe defeated Gravity in a short yet sweet match, ending with a muscle buster, which is not that surprising. Samoa Joe against young, uh, not I wouldn't say young guys, but little dudes is always, you know, down yep. goes a little guy. Even even as Sweet Tooth. You gotta check that shit out. Uh <laughs> In an interview with Ski of Own, CM Punk addressed his recent issues with Ricky Starks and pulls out his AEW title from the bag and calls himself the real world champion. I was already laughing. Before spraying a giant X on the belt, Punk was uh, uh, interrupted by Ricky Starks, who then claimed that uh, he already had beaten Punk, so now he decides that he needs a shot for it. Punk agrees, and next week they're going to have a title shot with the special outside enforcer being Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh. I'm Clean as a whistle steamboat. Clean as a whistle steamboat. Love it. Juice of the Bang Bang Gang defeat 
uh, was Action Andrade, uh, Darius Martin, and the Kingo. The Kingo's getting a lot more uh, TV time, and I'm happy for it. I don't like the losing. I'm just happy for the TV time. Yeah. The randomly out of fucking nowhere again, Mercedes Martinez gets a win over Kiara Hogan via submission, but refused to let go, prompting uh, Chris Statlander to come out and make the save, but made the mistake on turning the back on Martinez. She got blasted with her own title. Willow Nightingale comes out to save the champ. Uh, looks like we got Mercedes versus Chris Statlander. Another title shot for Mercedes to lose. See how that fucking thing goes. I mean, God damn, I don't know. Maybe she can't stay healthy. I don't know. I just I, she was here. And she was doing stuff, and then I swear she was gone for like seven months. I swear it felt yeah. like seven months. Maybe I'm exaggerating. And in the main event, FTR successfully defend their tag team titles against Adam Cole and MJF. The first time MJF has been pinned since May of 2002. I'm sorry, 2022. Wow. I was about to say, God damn. <laughs> After the match, Cole hands MJF his world title and turns his back. But MJF throws the title down. And instead of hitting his partner, they embrace in a burning old hug to close the show. I know there's a swerve coming, but I there's, there's a part of me that's like, Please, just, this is a beautiful bromance. Keep it going. I'm so glad there's more people that are finally jumping on the bromance <laughs> side because I'm just like, this is too good. You got to like, it's something bad's going to have to happen. But um, it looked, I mean, obviously they've already announced it. It's going to be the main event. I immediately thought they were going to do Punk and MJF. I immediately thought they were going to do that because, oh, the real world champ bullshit. And no, we're getting this one. So... But we got all out the week after. That's my other thing. Is it's like, does this where the breakup happens? The bromance is no more. You know, the fight gets too serious or something. I don't know. But we'll get something. we'll get into dynamite. Uh, but before we get into dynamite, speaking of fight night, uh, Cipher has called out Chris Reed, and it's time to settle their differences. If Cipher wins, he will receive his world title shot. Hey, be careful what you wish for, Corey. And. MDO is the most fierce, dominant faction, not just today, but in all of Max Wrestling. And I would be a fool if I didn't join or assign MDO. And the simple fact that I'm sitting here allowing someone like you, Corey, to make a joke about all this. It just pisses me off. And if you think for one minute that I am going to continue sitting here so you can make a joke of this, you got another thing coming. The fact that I am now sitting here with Moses El Jefe giving me an opportunity of a lifetime. How can I say no to it? He's the only one who sees the potential in me. Well, you, Corey, you? 
just gonna sit there, make a joke about me working at McDonald's? Bitch, at least I can say I have a job. When was the last time you even hold one? Well, that's a little bit too much. Let's just skip that part. So, Cypher, I will admit, I'm new to this game. I'm new to the MDO as I'm training to become a member of the MDO. Cypher, you know where I am. I'll be waiting for you. You know you don't have to do this, right? Like, Cypher, you're an NBO OG. Like, what are you doing? Listen, Jefe doesn't trust me anymore. And he's got something that I want. I mean, come on, Teddy. He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. I mean, he used you to screw Trap. He used Chris to screw me over. He's not my El Jefe anymore. I done made my choice. Now what's yours? I'm MDO. Well, like I said, you better not be there when I get there. Yeah, new guy. Corey's coming for you. This is what I wanted. Lamp company. I was brought into the MDO to bring down Cypher for El Jefe. Say that, say that, say that, but, uh, you don't know Corey. Like, we know Corey. And, um, last time we actually battled all the men, that's my boy, he beat me, he beat me. Cool, so, uh, I understand. He's coming for you. I don't know. Just get it. I don't get it. Then it's probably not for you to get. But what's understood does need to be explained. And if you expected me to help you in this fight, you won't get it. I don't need help anyways. You sure about that? Sight! I knew you'd come. Just in time, Hefe. Just in time to watch your latest project crash and burn. Come on, Corey. It's not too late, baby. You're still MDO. We can forget about what happened at Trivia Takeover. Oh, I forgot, baby. You didn't just stab me in the back at Takeover. You woke me up. Look here, Corey. You did this. This is your doing. And now, it's game over. We go all in. Cause I'm already all in. Now, you better go beat Mascaras.
because I want to see you at promo series. All right, looks like uh, Cypher is on his way to promo series for a world title match. He choke slammed a man. He choke slammed a man to Cy- get. Wow. Okay. Cypher means business. Okay. Okay. Gotta call Sal or something. Sal Bandini, where the <laughs> fuck you at, Jack? Time to get fucking back in shape because somebody come around the corner and close mind me. Fucking choke slam me. Heaven forbid he might try to pound drive me. And I love how just nonchalant Teddy is. Teddy's the best. <laughs> I, I love Teddy. And... <sighs> he tried. Teddy tried. Yeah, ain't right. nothing, nothing to do with me. Right? And nothing to do with me. Lucky you on that side. But we'll, I'll deal <laughs> with this in due time. Uh, but yeah, for Corey... I'm ready for you. Maybe not today, but come tomorrow and ask me tomorrow. I'm, I'm ready for you. All right. Well, uh, let's talk last night on Dynamite 200. Last night. Dynamite 200 actually opened up with the classic tunnels being back in place and kicked off with uh, the Takeshita with the whole conflicted Chris Jericho thing. And he doesn't ensure he wants to beat up Danny Garcia and Sammy or not. AKA I, I, I might sign with Don Callis against Sammy Guevara and Danny Garcia. And it, it was, it was a fun little match. It, it happened, you know, Danny, uh, Takeshita and, uh, Jericho won after a very unsure. I already hit Danny. I already hit Danny Garcia and knocked him the fuck out. I don't know why I don't want to pin him, but it is what it is. Um, and then, Obviously, that leads us to the back where Danny Magic says that there is a mandatory team meeting next week. Mandatory. Sounds like my super match. I'm liking serious Daddy Magic. I know. I was I was literally just saying the same thing with Rob. He's just like, do I want to taste this? Like, not of this serious guy. Hell no. I don't want to taste the serious. But I like it. Jerry Lynn surprised Jungle Jack Perry. I'm going to keep calling him that by bringing out the, the debuting ECW legend Rob Van Dam to his original ECW theme, Pantera's Walk. Uh, Perry left the ring, tried to sneak attack uh, Rob Van Dam with a chair, and almost got Van, Dam- Van Daminated for his trouble. So picking the wrong fight with the wrong guy. I was hearing rumors that it was going to be R- RVD was coming in some shape, form, or capacity. I'm not saying I'm ecstatic that he's here. I'm just kind of glad that his wife isn't with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, he's older. He's, he's 54, I think. Um, I'm just here for the Pantera walkout. I heard that one. Give me like a half a good match, dude. And then you can, you can go away or hang out for just like in the background or something. But just, I don't need an every week thing, please. Please. <laughs> I, it's bad enough. I got to deal with fucking Jeff Jarrett. Still. Still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the fun stuff. Blood, tables, and thumbtacks in a brutal three-way. Trent got the win against Penta and Moxley, but Moxley attacked Trent after the match and was joined by Claudio and Wheeler, where they were intercepted by Chuck and Cassidy, and there was this fucking gigantic brawl that is now prompted to another parking lot brawl on Rampage next uh, next week, I believe. Yes. Or was it? Yeah, I think it was next week. I, all I know is I'm hell of excited. I mean, the first parking lot brawl got a five star and it was fun. So and those guys were like, oh, well, we don't know if they're really all that hardcore. And we know these guys are hardcore. So this one should be fun. 
Backstage, RVD challenges Jack Perry for a title match next week for the FTW Championship. And then we see MJF cut an extremely, extremely babyface promo discussing his disabilities, mental disabilities, and his issues growing up before calling out Adam Cole and making it official that they will face each other for the world title at All In at Wembley. Backstage, Roderick Strong's flipping out at the news, much to the amusement of the kingdom, which again, I was just like, God damn you, Matt Taven. He snuck on my television. But Leo okay. DiCaprio meme. There he is. There he is. Um, <laughs> Love it. The, there's got to be something in that contract, though, because Adams signed it very quickly, and we didn't... He, I don't think he barely even opened it. No, I, um, I was but, thinking the exact same thing. There's going to be some weird clause. And obviously, knowing MJ after is going to be a swerve. Already loving it. Already loving it. So, uh, thank God the Elite... Shockingly, after signing a four-year extension with AEW, take on a giant and uh, and beat the giant and the two nerds being Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal with Sanjay or there's it's not Sanjay uh, with Satnam Singh. Yeah, who shockingly wasn't the grossest thing in the world, but then again, he he's been training for like a fucking year, so the least you should be able to do is fucking throw somebody and run the ropes, bud. The least. So Swerve Scott and A.R. Fox take their way to the very famous um, was it, uh, Buddy Hart Dojo, and they beat the living shit out of poor Nick Wayne and his buddies that are trying to just train. They smash a glass-framed uh, picture of Buddy Wayne and, and his uh, Buddy Wayne being Nick Wayne's dad. Then when they were younger, and poor guy is pouring blood like he's been fucking slaughtered and just left to bleed out. Um, obviously this was a fake blood usage and I swear they were trying to make it funny or somebody was cause I, I promise you, if you go back and watch it, the first time you see Nick laying there, there's no pool. There, there's really not a pool of blood. And then you come back and it's everywhere. And then you go back the third time and it's so much everywhere that it, now it's like behind his head. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I, it, it was one of those things where it was, a, it was, I swear to God, I had seen this in a movie and I don't remember which movie it was. Yeah, uh, I I think that segment was a little more than a TV fourteen. Yeah, but I still like it. Um, that obviously means we're probably gonna get Swerve and AR Fox against Nick Wayne and, and Darby at some point. Maybe then you can like turn around and like do that at all in, and then at all out you can have your final, another good one on one false count anywhere Swerve and and Darby where they absolutely kill each other, and I'm all for it. Ozzy, 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 they defend their. Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships against Commander and uh, El Gil del Vikingo in a really fun match, believe it or not. Actually, uh, I, I liked it a lot. Then again, I'm a huge fan of Aussie Open and everything they do to me is gold. And in the main event, a surprise title change as Karkaro Shida defeated Tony Storm to become the second two-time women's AEW champion. And I'm thinking they did this because they knew Jamie Hayter wasn't going to be able to come back and they can't do the whole thing at Wembley. So they're like, yep, well, might as well get off of it now. But the question prompts, do you have like a rematch at all in? Do you say no, don't have a women's match at all, or at least as far as title matches, and save it for all out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this would have been a nice title change to have in Wembley, but I can see why they did it in Dynamite 200. Um, Sheeta's whole reign was... You know, during the pandemic, so mm -hmm. this was a nice way of rewarding her. And hey, now you got a crowd. That's true, big time. Big but time. Yeah, I, if 
the title's on Sheeta now. I don't know what they're going to do for All In. Obviously, West the original plan was Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, but like we said, Hayter's out for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know if Soraya's going to be wrestling in some form. I mean, being in the UK. I would hope so. I would think so, right? Yeah, she's spent enough time on the sidelines. Get in the ring, girl. Please. Come on now. <laughs> you can go five, six minutes. You'll be all right. It's Wembley. In, in a way, I'd, I'd be a little disappointed if there was just a women's tag match and no uh, world title match, but I guess it would make sense. Yeah. They, they got the sure TBS they, title. That's true. You can always have a TBS title match. You can figure out something of a women's caliber match to put up on there. Something. Yeah, we've uh, we got two to three weeks uh, to make some matches to add to MGF and Adam Cole now. Got to build a card around the main event. But that's all for Dynamite. That's it. And with one match set, there's now, I think, like 6,000 seats left. In total, I believe, yes. And then if I if I heard Uncle Dave correctly this morning, he says that they are within 1,300 seats of beating WWE. Yeah. And... Yeah, the, uh, the 92 Wembley, which was a different stadium, but still had a higher yep. attendance than what we've got Wembley. right now. I know, I, I know the difference now, thanks to football. <laughs> Old Wembley and new Wembley. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm a little bit worried because this has been the fucking wettest summer we've ever had. And the roof, they do have a roof, and it does retract and close, but it doesn't close all the way. So... Yep. They, they can close it enough to cover the crowd, I think, but they're going to have to have some kind of canopy over the ring. Mm-hmm. Maybe the front couple of rows will get wet. Something like that. So you guys got to remember, <laughs> dude, they play football in the rain all yeah, they don't give the a time. Shit. All the time. All right, so let's find out who's leaving Promo Slam as Knowledge Champion. It is time for a summer freeway. Daniel Crimmins defends against Beer and Kenny Killer. Uh, Kenny's just coming off a dominant run as champion for the third time. Uh, DC is on a hot streak, and Beer is looking to still find some redemption after losing to Kenny Killer uh, a few times, actually. And also have a reign that lasted more than two minutes. But we'll see what happens. It's time for the Nullis title. Let's go, Beer. The first round is bell to bell. Beer is up first. Which of these matches lasted the longest? Randy Savage versus Rookie Steamboats at WrestleMania 3, or Randy Savage versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 8. Despite Steamboat and Savage being one of my favorite matches ever, but it was actually quite short than people thought it was, so I'm gonna go with Savage and Flair. Randy Savage and Rookie Steamboat was 14 minutes 35 seconds, and Savage and Flair was 25 minutes and four seconds. Okay, as all three competitors were asked their questions individually, they're all answering the same questions. So, same question for Kenny Killer. Rick, um, Rick Flair and Randy Savage lasted longer. Okay, we'll do round two with Beer and Kenny before we ask the champion the same questions. So, round two for Beer. Round two is championship title sequence. Who came next in this sequence of intercontinental champions? Mark Marrow, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and Rocky Maivia. Who came next? The late great Owen Hart. 
And same question for Kenny. Uh, next in the title sequence um, from The Rock is um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley Triple H. Okay, one of them is correct. The next in the sequence was Owen Hart. Uh, Triple H did defeat The Rock for the title, but that was later in the year after The Rock was handed the title by Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, point to beer. Okay, let's go to round three, the final round for Beer and Kenny, which is the perfect ten. They have ten questions to answer correctly to add to their score, and then we'll find out which of the highest scores the champion Daniel Crimmins has to beat in order to retain his title. Once again, it is the same questions as they were asked separately. Who was the first and only WWE Hall of Fame inductee in 1993? Um, Andre the Giant? First and only inductee uh, was um, Andre the Giant. Question two. Which singles championship has been won by The Undertaker, Jeff Hardy and Raven? Hardcore championship. Hardcore title was won by Jeff Hardy, Undertaker and Raven. Question three. Kurt Angle and Britt Baker are both from which state? Pennsylvania. Uh, Britt Baker and Kurt Angle from Pennsylvania. Question 4. Which fellow ECW legend and also fellow TNA star did Sabu defeat at ECW One Night Stand in 2005? Rhino. Sabu defeated Rhino. Question 5. In what year did Shinsuke Nakamura win his first IWGP Intercontinental Championship? 2012. 2004. 2015. Correct answer is... 2012, Nakamura defeated Hiroki Goto. Uh, his last championship in New Japan was actually 2015. Question six: Bruno Sammartino is the longest reigning WWE champion in history. Who is the second? Uh, sadly, that asshole Hulk Hogan. Bob Blackland is the second longest uh, reign. Officially, it was Hulk Hogan at 1,474, but there is a discrepancy where WWE. Uh, recognizes an uninterrupted reign of Bob Backlund. Um, so due to the grey area there, I'm going to give you both a point. But officially it was Hogan with 1474, Bob Backlund on 1470. Question 7. Which current SmackDown star is the youngest ever TNA X Division champion? AJ Styles. Um, the youngest X Division champion is AJ Styles. It's actually Trevor Lee, a.k.a. Cameron Grimes. Uh, he was 21 when he won the X Division title for the first time. AJ was 25 when he first won the title in 2002. Question 8. In what year did Glenn Jacobs originally appear in WWE before he was Kane? 1995. And then he came back in 96 as the fake Diesel. Glenn Jacobs came in 1995. Question 9. Number 30 is the most successful number in the Royal Rumble match. How many winners have entered at 30? Five. But an interesting fact here, there has been no women's winners at number 30. Interesting fact. Uh, I'm going to say four winners have entered at 30. And final question. DDP became the oldest world champion at the time when he first won the WCW World Championship. How old was he? 40? 43 or 45? This is probably going to be a trick question, but I'm going to go 43. DDP was 43 when he won his first title. Final scores for Beer and Kenny. Kenny has 8, but the score for Daniel Crimmins to beat is 11 from Beer.
Okay, here come the questions. Round one is bell to bell. Which of these matches lasted the longest? Randy Savage versus Rookie Steamboats at WrestleMania 3 or Randy Savage versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 8? Although I want to say it was Macho versus Steamboat, I doesn't seem right to me, so I'm going to go with Ric Flair versus Macho Man at WrestleMania 8. Final answer. Round two is title sequence. Who came next in this sequence of Intercontinental Champions? Mark Marrow, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and Rocky Maivia. Who came next? Um, memory serves me right. I want to say it was Owen Hart. Yeah, Owen, final answer. Ten questions for the final round. Question one. Who was the first and only WWE Hall of Fame inductee in 1993? That would be Andre the Giant. Which singles championship has been won by The Undertaker, Jeff Hardy, and Raven? That would be the WWF slash WWE Hardcore Championship. Kurt Angle and Britt Baker are both from which state? That would be Pennsylvania. Question four, which fellow ECW legend and also fellow TNA star did Sabu defeat at ECW One Night Stand in 2005? That would be Rhino. In what year did Shinsuke Nakamura win his first IWGP Intercontinental Championship? And Shinsuke Nakamura won his first IWGP IC title in the year 2012. Bruno Sammartino is the longest reigning WWE Champion in history. Who is the second? I mean, if you're talking about single reign, I'm gonna say Bob Backlund. That seems right. Yeah, we'll go with Bob Backlund. Which current SmackDown star is the youngest ever TNA X Division Champion? Uh, I'm kind of confused with this one because I could have sworn that Amazing Red was the youngest X Division Champion, but... Uh, for purposes of this question, yeah, I'm going to say SmackDown Star, so not AJ. Got to be Cameron Grimes. Okay, so I used Bing to research this one, and it came up with a wrong fact. Uh, Trevor Lee was actually 21 when he won the TNA Tag Team Championships. Um, Amazing Red was actually the youngest X-Division Champion at 21. So, Bing, this is why nobody likes you, and normal people use Google. So I'm going to give a point to everybody for this one. In what year did Glenn Jacobs originally appear in WWE before he was Kane? That would be 1995 as everyone's favorite dentist, Isaac Yankum. Question 9. Number 30 is the most successful number in the Royal Rumble match. How many winners have entered at 30? I know it used to be, I believe it was number 27 was the luckiest. That changed this year when Cody Rhodes became the fifth person to win the Royal Rumble at number 30. So the answer is five. And final question, DDP became the oldest world champion at the time when he first won the WCW World Championship. How old was he? 40, 43, or 45? This one kind of confused me because I thought it was like 44. I know it wasn't 40, I know it wasn't 45. I'm gonna say he was 43, final answer. So final scores, Kinney on nine, Beer and DC both on 12. We have a tie between Beer and Crimmins, and as we know, 
championships do not change hands on a draw. So congratulations to Daniel Crimmins. Still your match wrestling knowledge championship. But beer absolutely went the distance. Before we go through a break, it is time for stupid shit people say online. This is shit Mark say. I love hate this segment. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Sit down, Marks. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Okay, what nerds we got from TikTok this week? It, the fucking nerds have transferred from TikTok to goddamn Facebook. I've been in one, uh, I, I don't know how in the hell I got on this fucking wrestling group, Wrestling World, but uh, when I got here, everything was fine for a while, and then it just got bad. Real, real bad. So, um, I'm just going to, the first one that comes to mind is, I'm just going to call him Double A. Let's just go with Double A. He's a top contributor for this wrestling world, and he put up a post, he put up a, a picture. Here, we'll go ahead, we'll plop it on there one time. There you go. Oh, jeez. And there we go, and I'll read it off real fast. Says, we are not a secondary. We are not a secondary company. We are doing good in the UK. Stop saying bad stuff about us. Well, in all reality, every single time WWE has been called out or whatever by AEW, there has been a retort. There's been a retaliation. There's been a something or another. Every remember the idea when. They were competing against each other, NXT and AEW on Wednesdays. And, oh, it's not a competition. Yeah. But then they drove it as a competition. They tried to do more as a competition, but it's not a competition. And then it turned into, oh, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a walk, not a sprint. So what happened? It wasn't a competition. The fact is, is like the people, obviously, like AA over here, live in the fucking narrative that, a secondary promotion of, or you have to, you have to say it like that. You have to. It's not a knock, and that's the thing that it also kind of tweaks me a little bit about with Tony is it's not necessarily a knock. You haven't been around since the fucking seventies, okay? You haven't been around since you know in, in prominence since the fucking eighties, like Vince has. Let's let's keep it goddamn honest. He's been on television since the middle of ninety five. The middle of 1990. We are in the year 2023, Daz. Yeah. The middle of 19, 28 years, almost 30 years. No, over 30 years, this guy's been on television. 30 going on. Th- no, I'm. Yeah, I'm, almost 30. Almost 30. Thank you. Almost 30 years, this guy's been on television. And most of it being on fucking USA Network. So, again, the whole idea of like, and, and, and yes, Tony Khan is in a way he's defending himself, but at the same time, he put his foot in his mouth. But hey, that's something he's very, very, very used to. But it's running with this narrative is the people that kill me. Running with the, oh, well, you guys, you're crying about this and you're butthurt about that. And you're, wouldn't you defend yourself if you were in a competition with somebody and you were doing just as good, if not better than them in the other demographics that they're trying to be in? Yes, it's you. I understand us Americans are laughing at the fact that oh, ha, 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 he's number one in the UK. Ha, 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 ha. It's hilarious. It's stupid. Here's he, you know what else is number one in the UK? Football. Television shows that garner fifty to like like twenty plus thousand million viewers. Twenty plus million viewers. What what's the fucking one that you the guy is like the Love Island or something like that? Uh, yeah. Motherfuckers are drones to that shit drones so like different world fucking perspective 
WWE has is are they more relevant in the UK? Absolutely, absolutely. Because again, they have been around longer. But who has the most impact in there right now? AEW. And yeah, you want to make the dumb comparison? Well, TNA had a big uh, following in in the UK. Yeah, because they're actually aiming that way. That's that's the real story. That's the story that these nerds don't want to talk about. It's the fact that they're simply going out there and doing what the, what WWE isn't doing. We're drawing in the United States. We're getting good attendance. Yeah, we're not getting the best attendance because we haven't been around for 30 fucking years and we don't draw exactly to the little kids that beg mom and dad to go spend the $40 to sit there. We're more for the adults. But this is a different realm. And again, 30, uh, 30 years... Or no, Vince, Vince has been in fucking business longer than that, obviously. So since 80-something. He's been in the business, call it 40 years, against four. On tell, on tell, so, like, uh, uh, let's see. Let's, uh, God, when did Hogan get there in WWE, like, 85 or whatever? So from so within 10 years, from, like, Hogan's era to the, to, no, so seven years. From Hogan's era to the Wembley show is about seven years. From the start of AEW to Wembley is four years. But yet, it's Tony that's butthurt for defending his company. Did, did, I mean, like, I know I might be spinning a weird narrative, but at the same time, it's like you, it, it's maybe I actually get to see it from both fucking sides. Yeah. I don't fucking know. People are stupid. It's funny, though, because the WWE diehards are the ones that can't stop talking about AEW. Yes. But they swear we talk about them every day. I always forget about them. Well, I wouldn't say forget about them. I don't give a shit enough. You can almost go on any thread on Facebook or Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it now, Instagram. Literally any WWE post, there's zero mention of AEW, and then somebody will always bring it up. Oh, well, they're not beating, as a, as they're not beating WWE in the ratings. Like, Who said anything about that? They could be like, WWE helps welcome fucking uh, Kenny Omega's new dog or whatever. <laughs> well, that dog would be bigger if it was WWE. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You wouldn't wouldn't find this on Dynamite. Who the fuck mentioned Dynamite? Like, what are you talking Stay in your lane. Talking about like a human being and you're bringing up bullshit. But that's you, what they we, do. Do you know what? This is going to be a real... This is a perfect segue into one of these shit marks say that I got. Oh god. Um So now I'm going to have to flip them around. Uh, <laughs> so first up, we've got Soraya's dumbass fan. Yeah. Um th- this is a tweet that Soraya posted uh, of an interaction she she had. Um I met a real life Twitter wrestling fan today at the airport. He said, "I'm a big fan of you." I said, "Sick man, thanks." Then he said, well, actually, I'm just a fan of Paige, not Soraya. I was like, 4 a.m. insult. Love that. <laughs> he, he, he said, I just don't like AEW. I said, do you watch it? He said, never have. So I said, well, how do you know if you like it or not? He said, I don't know. Can I take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you see how the brain works? Do you see how the brain works? I've I've never watched or experienced this product, but I don't like it. How do you know? Because it's not the product that you're so addicted to, that you worship. 
that's been around for, like we just said, 30, 40 years, even though it's the same industry, just doing things a slightly different way. Well, not so much because AEW has become very soap opera lately. That's true. But there's still a lot more wrestling. But either way, how can you... How can these people hate AEW so much when they don't even watch it? I'm not asking you to just join the dark side or whatever, but if you're not watching it, stop talking shit about it. Please stop talking shit. Like, come on, bro. We don't openly talk shit about the E. I'm telling you the fucking truth. We don't. We don't. No, we're going to predict SummerSlam in a second, and then the only thing I think I've got to complain about is the lack of Becky and Trish and Rhea's women's title, but there's some bangers on the show. It's going to be good. Yeah. But um, if you watch AEW, then you're free to critique it as much as you want, just like we have. Because you're putting in your time. Damn it. But this this interaction is just stupid. I liked you in WWE. I, it's you're but the I don't same like person. what you're doing now. It's like you're I'm a big same. fan of you, but I don't like your work right now because you're wrestling somewhere else. That's like, and, and for those that may still be a little oddly confused, which it shouldn't be, it should be fucking like plain and simple as shit. But to put it in a sports reference, if like, say, Aaron Judge decided to go play for the fucking Red Sox, be like, oh, well, I loved it when you were a Yankee. Well, I'm, I'm the same play, ah, but I don't like the Red Sox. Well, have you seen me play for him yet? No, I hate the Red Sox. So you don't watch me? No, I don't watch Red Sox. But I really like Jay-Z. Like, you know how dumb that is? Back, back ass words that is? It's just... <laughs> that guy's a great singer, and he was great in this band, but now he's playing with a different band, and I don't like him as a singer anymore. But he's still the same singer. Well, why? Because that was my favorite band, and now it's not anymore. So, huh? But, but it's still his voice. Yeah, but it's different. <laughs> and just and the audacity to, to that's, ask. That's the fucking constant argument you'll get, but that's different. Yeah, just like that last line. How do you know if you don't watch it? I don't know. Can I have a picture? <laughs> Dumbass. Mass. And this was 4 a.m. too. Like, that's not creepy enough already. I'm about to say, not, if it's not creepy and stupid as it is, yeah, I mean, you were going to get top-notch top, top notch stupidity at 4 a.m. At an airport, nonetheless. Yeah. That's another thing. Stop creeping out wrestlers at an airport. Dude. At, at stupid o'clock in the morning. Seriously. Stop it. I'm you're you gonna be fucking tired at 4 a.m. Imagine how they feel. Right after wrestling, and then you're just gone on the fucking. You gotta hurry up, pack your shit, hurry to the goddamn airport. You probably haven't eaten nothing. You fucking did. I yeah. know thanks. Constant no travel, thanks. scrolling through these stupid X updates, having to listen to these nerds. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon. Um, this this next one. <laughs> It's, it takes the cake. I do. It's take not even cake. somebody hating on something or whatever or or a shit opinion. It's just, it's just, it's just funny. Um, I see less. Says, can the live crowd in attendance see the CGI graphic that WWE show us by looking at the place they show it? No, it's uh. It's CGI. It's CGI doesn't appear in real life. It's it's on the screen only. <laughs> it's like when my wife asked me, "Hey, in, in, when you're watching when I'm watching American football, she's like, that, that's not a real yellow line. Where'd that yellow line go? Like when we went to the Charger game, she's like, where'd the yellow line go? That's for TV. 
Well, it looks like it's really it's not TV. Hell, for a while, fucking like for the the first literally for the first Premier League game I watched uh, towards the end of last season, um, I noticed that they fucking CGI signs right next to the goal, and I was just like, "Oh shit, he's gonna run into what the fuck." <laughs> it looked weird, but then it was just like, oh, okay. So no, you fucking idiots. No, nobody else it's, can see it. What it's, the hell? It's, it's the fact that he said, "Can they see that the CGI graphics?" Was... So you know what it is. <sighs> Surely you know that means you can't actually see it. But I, I can see it. But but it's on the screen. But it's not there. It's well, how come it's not there? <laughs> Don't ever go to a movie set. Oh, please don't. Your whole can life the, can the Avengers actually down. see that planet crumbling down? That they're going to put on the screen with CGI in a second? Is the Hulk really the Hulk? <laughs> Where'd Mark Ruffalo go? Oh, he's over there with those blue dots on his body. Okay. Oh, good guy. Can, can the Hulk see Mark Ruffalo with those dots? Right. No, that is Mark Ruffalo. That, that's the Hulk. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe. Oh, my. Just what a statement. That's uh, not a statement. It's a question. What a question. Uh, you know, there's times during the day where I ask myself, am I a dumbass? And then I remember these parts of the show. This, this reminds me of another video I saw earlier of somebody on an escalator and the escalator had stopped and they just didn't even notice because they were on their phone. They didn't even feel it stop moving or anything. They were just stood there on a not moving escalator. And all. meanwhile, there's people walking up and down. They're just fucking lost in, lost in translation. Jesus Christ. It's a glitch in the Matrix. I can literally see, with CGI graphics, I can see the buffering, <laughs> the wheel going around. We can see CGI. Uh, oh, the, the only thing, I mean... I think it's a little more fair. Back in the 90s, I wondered if they actually had the lightning blast when Undertaker did it or something. Um, hey, yeah. Because they, it, they could use pyro or something, but no, it was just like CGI lightning. Mm-hmm. And they had the sound effect, but that, that was cool. Hey, for the 90s, you sold the fuck out of me. Yeah. But uh, no, butterflies don't actually fly out of Matt Riddle's feet. Um there isn't really a 50-foot Roman Reigns in the arena when he enters. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I've seen him do this. Oh, Lord. I think we needed that second one for a good laugh. They okay. are marks, and that's the shit they say. <laughs> Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, follow, do it all at maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com to learn more. Um, we're doing good on YouTube again. Um, last week was like something like a hundred less than the week before, but it's still triple figures. We'll take it. All day long, we'll take it. We appreciate y'all and keep on coming back for more. Speaking of that, still come tonight. We got the world title being on the line. SummerSlam predictions, geek and MVP of the week, and a new This Week in Wrestling History. Oh, yeah. But first, it is time for the Cap versus Mo. 
Your two-time King of the Mic LFA is set to challenge your captain for the television championship. Let's do this. TV rules. successful accomplishment a long long list of accomplishments what's up Daz happy uh, <laughs> battle day I don't know what kind of y'all guys have fucking there's a boxing day there's all kinds of weird days you can't think of maybe Maybe not the rest of the MDO. They're working back up. Give them some time. They're in the work in progress. But me, maybe boy, I'm the top there is. I'm the top game around. I'm like, I'm like Harry Kane. I'm the greatest thing England's ever seen. I'm the greatest thing Max Wrestling has seen. And because of it, I'm the reason why it's getting bigger. I'm the reason why it's branching out to American fans. And making it fun to be a football fan but I'm rambling I'm rambling but that's what you're supposed to do in a TV title match right this is a shoot and the sad reality is we always had this issue when we would do our episodes is I can't shoot on somebody that I have so much respect for this is more of uh, I guess like a formality but the reality of the matter is Daz is I am already a two time match wrestling television champion the two-time king of the mic. I'm a current world champion. I'm current longest reigning tag team champion. I've got the best beard in the game. The best hair in the game. The best background there is. The whole shebang. I'm top dollar. I'm top notch. See, I actually can use the top dollar logo. Or the moniker. Or the name. Or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be for him. And I can actually put some actual real shit on it. You know what I mean? I wasn't just... Given the name El Jefe, I had to earn that. You know what I mean? I had to go through those trials and tribulations. I had to go through all those gnarly battles, those one-on-one -on -one encounters with some of the greatest promo artists Max Wrestling has ever seen. And for a while, I, I lost to him. And then I started to beat him. And then it became that they could not beat me. And now... Starting to feel like there's really not anybody that can beat me. Whether it be cinematic, whether it be pro shooting promos, whether it be knowledge, whether it be hopscotch and talking sports, retro, rewinding, whatever. I don't know anybody out there better than me. Anybody out there who's going to do it as good as I can and make it look as good as I can when I do it. Hell, I took over this week in wrestling history because I know how to make it look good. So, 
God, this was like one of the hardest promos I had to cut. I actually had to like talk about myself for a while. That's not something I'm used to doing. I don't mind bragging for a bit, but rambling on for multiple minutes about myself is not not normally in the cards. But I gave you all I had, Daz. I go from cutting a promo on you to joining you on today's show. So, with that being said, hopefully, just hopefully, you're sick and tired of cutting shoot promos on folks. And maybe, just maybe, you're willing to let that television title slip out of your hands just as easily as you let the world title slip out of your hands. And that one, you're not getting back. So, just like that one, if I win this TV title, oh boy, back of the line for the whole Dragon Club. Not as confident, but thanks for coming out, Daz. This has been your King of the Mic. What do we think of Tottenham? Shit. What do we think of shit? Tottenham. Thank you. That's all right. Ladies and gentlemen, it has come down to the captain versus El Jefe. Now, this is perfect for a number of reasons. All of which I will happily discuss with you right now because I've got five minutes to kill. It's perfect because Moses is the leader of the MDO. And I'm the leader of Dragon Club. It's perfect because Moses is from the Hollywood state of California. And he's new to European football and he's fully invested in Tottenham Hotspur. Meanwhile, I am from a quaint little Welsh town called Wrexham. Famous. Globally famous in the last couple of years thanks to a Hollywood takeover. But it's mostly perfect because Moses and I have probably been in more cinematic matches than anybody else. Rob Davis, you're the start man, you work it out. So I thought about how I was going to conduct this promo against Moses because I know it's TV rules, but should I throw on some shades, show off the championship, go for the pizzazz, pacing around the room? Should I pick up an actual microphone like I did with Mike? Should I go on location? Doesn't really matter so long as it's all one continuous shot. So I decided to go back to basics. Promo in a car. As stripped back as promos can be. There is not one single successful promo participant in match wrestling that hasn't cut a promo in a car. Except maybe the demoness, but she doesn't need to drive because she gets carried around by bats or something. But anyway, 
Moses, I'm not going to bring the MDO into this. Hell knows you've got enough to worry about with Cypher and Chris going at each other and Travis is gone. I don't have to do a damn thing because MDO is imploding before our very eyes. I'm not going to bring Dragon Club into this. This isn't even... This isn't even a faction business. This is all about the television championship. And I am damn proud to be sharing the spotlight with you, my brother. In the last year or so, you and I have elevated Max Wrestling to new heights. From TikTok, YouTube. Your dedication to this brand is unspeakable. You get up at 5 a.m. every Thursday to record this show. On top of that, you've sent me computer parts out of your own pocket, and it's given my system an injection of nitro. You have so much passion for Max Wrestling and how we can constantly improve. You have shared ownership of the YouTube channel. You've incorporated Retro Rewind and TSK. I mean, we didn't even need to properly launch the ClickTalk Network because we already are the ClickTalk Network. Max is TSK. TSK is Max. Retro is Max. Max is Retro. We have become one commodity branching out at different times. And at the center of the hive is Moses Marquez. The glue that holds it all together. Moses, you deserve to be the world champion, which you are. But I deserve to be the television champion. I have defended this title more than any other. And as proud as I am of all the cinematic work I've done from the shape to the showdowns with Phoenix to the battle at World's End, I am goddamn proud of the TV champion that I've become. Because, like I said before, it's not about special effects and editing. It's about picking up a mic and talking shit for a few minutes. So thank you to Larkin, Crimmins, Crazy Eyes, and anybody else that turns their nose up at cinematic matches because you forced me to introduce these TV rules and approach promos differently. And in doing so, I found a mean streak I didn't know I had. I found a hunger I didn't know I needed. And I found a title that I didn't know I wanted. So yes, I plan on outlasting Moses. Yes, I plan on continuing to Orange Cassidy this motherfucking belt. But if not, at least I tried. But not only tried, I've evolved. And so now, I think it is high time that the man that ignited that spark got his rematch. Daniel Crimmins, like I said, Moses and I have probably competed in more cinematic matches than anybody. So, no matter who wins today, I think either one of us would be the perfect champion to defend the TV title against you.
So in three weeks at all for one, whether it's me or whether it's Moses, one of us will see you there. Now, let's find out who beat the clock. And the winner is with four minutes, 32 LFA. And your champion came in six minutes, 36. If I'd have gone like literally one minute longer, I would have lost on a DQ. One minute long. Got to know the rules and play the game and the playing the game by the rules is how you win the game. Mm. So still your TV champion. And now set to defend against DC in three weeks at all for one in a TV title rematch. Bring it on, DC. So before we look to the future and predict this Saturday's SummerSlam, let's take a look at the past with this week in wrestling history. Yeah. And a fair amount of history we have this week, indeed, Dazzy. So, let's begin with July 28th, 1995. Although it did not air until two weeks later, Eddie Guerrero defeated Dean Malenko to win the ECW TV title for the second time. It's just one of their classic matches that they had together before signing with WCW about a year later. July 29th, 2002, on a stacked episode of Monday Night Raw, kicked off with Booker T versus Eddie Guerrero and the main evented by The Rock versus Ric Flair. The hardcore title changed hands not once, not twice, but three times as Jeff Hardy defeated Bradshaw, Johnny Stramboli defeated Hardy, and then Tommy Dreamer defeated Johnny Stramboli. I am already confused, and if you don't know who Johnny Stramboli is, don't feel bad. I barely remembered him when I looked him up. Also, Chris Benoit defeated Rob Van Dam to win the Intercontinental Championship, even though we're not supposed to talk about Chris Benoit. Also, July 29th, but this one in 2004. After John Cena was stripped of the U.S. Championship by GM Kurt Angle, Booker T then became the 100th United States Champion when winning an eight-man elimination match on SmackDown. After Teddy Long replaced Kurt Angle as general manager, Cena and Booker T went on to have a best-of-five series for that U.S. Championship, which began at SummerSlam and ended with John Cena winning it back at no mercy. July 30th, 2001, Booker King became the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, as he is famously known for when he defeated Kurt Angle on an episode of Monday Night Raw. This was only a few days after Angle had won the title on SmackDown. Both title changes took place in the home state of Kurt Angle, Pennsylvania. July 31st, 2011. Well, WWE won't actually tell you that he had a successful in-ring career, but... Adam Pearce became the NWA World Heavyweight Champion for the fourth time when he defeated Jimmy Rave, Chance Prophet, and Sean Tempers in a four-way match for said vacant championship. Pearce would go on to hold that championship for 252 days before losing it to Colt Cabana. 
And lastly, August the 2nd, 1992 on a fateful night in Baltimore, Maryland. Ron Simmons replaced an injured Sting in a world title match against Vader. He would go on to defeat Vader and become the first black world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling history. And he was the first black wrestler to win a world title since Bobo Brazil won the WWA world title in a regional promotion, World Wrestling Associations, all the way back in 1968. That was your week in wrestling history. So, low, let's kick it back to Cabin Mo. All right, time for SummerSlam predictions. Um, there's only eight matches. Like we said earlier, they've removed Becky versus Trish. Um, I mean, I can see positives and negatives. Positive, it's, go- it's now going to be in Canada. Probably going to be the main events of Raw. So, um, maybe Trish's last match, which I guess would be nice for her to do it in Canada. In Canadian. Um, negatives, it could have been on a big stage. True. Uh, oh, well. And we thought that's the way they were going. I would hope so. I mean, it's fucking Trish Stratus. But then again, you know, they don't make as much sense as they used to. No. Um, and something that makes even less sense is you've got Rhea Ripley not defending her women's yes. world title on the show. That's the worst of it. Like, did we really need a battle royal? I understand it's being paid, though. But did we really need a battle royal? Come on, man. <sighs> Honestly, I would prefer to see Rhea defend the title than this triple threat with Charlotte Flair. No disrespect to Oscar or Bianca Belair. I'm, I'm just sick no. of seeing Charlotte Flair in the title picture. You and me, sir, are in complete agreement on that one. I just, I think the reason why we're getting it is because it's time to give her another fucking reign. Which is going to piss me off. I'm hoping Oscar just beats them both. Please. Uh, and maybe a heel turn for Bianca. Ooh. I like heel Bianca. That sounds cool. Um, so you know what? Let, let's kick it off with that one. Uh, triple yeah. threat for the women's WWE championship. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Like I said, I'm going Asuka. As much as I want to because that's who I actually want to win and I want it to go that way. I just I feel like this is the opportunity to crown Charlotte. And I, I know Vin, and then especially with Vince being around. Well, then again, I heard he. Well, oh, he's on medical whole, leave. I must say he's on medical leave, and then on top of that, you know, he's fucking under investigation again. Shocker. Um, just like Trump. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Maybe they found some shit on each other. Oh, whoa. Hey, uh-huh. anyway, it can be cellmates. Uh, hey, oh God, that'd be annoying <laughs> shit. I can. Oh, I, I already feel bad for the guards. All right. Um. I really okay. You know what? Now that we said all that and, my, and got it off my chest, I really want to give. I still really want to give Charlotte the win. But for the big fact, fuck you factor, I'm going to stick with Oscar. I think it would be great. I mean, I really do like the idea that you had just dropped of a, of a heel Bianca. I think that could work awesomely. Oscar yeah. has literally reinvented herself and just kept going, and it's worked out perfectly, at least in my mind. I mean, probably a few others. And Charlotte, I'm sh- I'm more than sure pe- there's going to be way more people happy if she loses than if she wins. Definitely. Um, I think we can skip the battle royal because one, oh I don't know what it's for, and two, um, <laughs> they've only announced a couple of participants: uh, Chad Gable, Otis, Nakamura, Tommaso Ciampa, Sheamus, and LA Knight. Is LA Knight going to get screwed again? Again. 
Um, So this isn't an official prediction because we don't know who else is in it, but um, I would hope they just give it to LA Knight. Enough holding him back. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I like to think that they're doing it on purpose to make us support him more. But he gets to a point where you, he's going to have to start winning some big matches. He should have already been. That's the problem. You guys are fucking it up. LA Plus, Knight was that, was that easy. You handed him the fucking goddamn briefcase and there you go. You officially allow the rocket to get to the atmosphere. You grounded yeah. it before you lit it. Plus, we, uh, we also know the uh, attention span of the average WWE fan. Eventually, they're going to get bored of LA Knight because he keeps losing. Hell, look at fucking look at the guy at the goddamn airport. <laughs> hey, you look, you're exactly the same person, but I don't like you anymore. Can you can you take a picture with me? From insult to pictures. Yeah. Boom, bam. Uh, all right, then. So we're skipping the Battle Royal. We'll go Ricochet, Logan Paul. I don't know why I'm actually excited to see. I wouldn't say excited, but like I have some anticipation for this one. This one is kind of one I want to watch. I'm a little excited. I am a little excited. I'm not even going to lie about it. Um, the question is, though, do you like it, it, what the fuck is Logan doing? That's my real question. What is Logan doing? Is Logan a wrestler now? Are you here for real now, Doc? Are you are you wrestling or are you just uh, I'm, I'm here to pop a crowd because it's SummerSlam and then I'll probably be back in Mania because it's Mania, which is fine. I, I'm totally down for you being like a big five competitor. I'm all for it. Dead ass. I'm all for it. Um, but with that being said, if that's how it's going to be, then you don't need to win on a pay-per-view. Uh, well, what is his win-loss record? I have no fucking clue. Obviously, he lost to Roman. Well, yeah. Uh, Didn't he lose to The Miz? I want to say yes. Or did he beat the Miz and lost to Rollins? Lost to Rollins, I know that for sure. Uh, yeah, lost to Rollins. Um, oh, he was in the Elimination Chamber. He got pinned. Uh, lost to Roman. This cat's had like two wins. That's it. Oh, he beat the Miz at SummerSlam last year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's had, like, three wins his whole career. Or two wins. Yeah, give him a win. Fuck it. I don't, I don't think hate? it necessarily hurts Ricochet. We've seen him showcased a lot more recently, uh, mainly for this feud. There's a lot of things that don't hurt Ricochet, like putting his finger in his butt. Um, I'm all for Logan Paul winning. But, again, I but you know me. It. You, if you're winning, then you need to like you know emphasize on it. Show up the next night and play up how you won and blah 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 blah. Milk it, you know what I'm saying? Milk it. If he does mm. that, cool. If he does it, then I would rather ricochet. But for sake of entertainment factor, uh, give me Logan Paul. Right, two for two. Uh, ew, man. Uh, Intercontinental title: Gunter versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, this isn't fair. <laughs> this, this is a really fair. tough one. It's not fair for a couple of reasons. One, they love Drew McIntyre. We love Drew McIntyre. People love Drew McIntyre, and he just came back. So that means feed him. 
Now, do you feed him a fucking IC title that's been hot as shit and revamped under Gunther for the pop of a night? Or do you keep it on him and break the record and then after the record's broken, then it's a huge deal when he loses? I'm more leaning that. But again, we are on the pro wrestling aspect of life rather than the sports entertainment aspect of life. I'm sticking with Gunther. I'm telling I'm you, you can't, you gotta have him beat Honky Tonk. Yeah. Oh, man. Mac, like you said, McIntyre came in with so much momentum when he returned. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a natural choice to beat Gunther. And it's just like, if he doesn't beat him, who will? But at the same time, Gunther's on a fucking I just, tear. I don't know anybody that wants him to lose. That's the problem. That's the problem. Honestly, when he does lose it, I don't think he's going to lose clean. So, yeah, I let McIntyre put him over. Yeah. I, I, I do think it'll hurt McIntyre a little bit, but he can recover. Well, they're going to have the two goons out there. You can obviously have him interfere. You can build towards another one at a later date. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm I'm a stickler for uh, for letting Gunther take o- take the win. That's you know what I mean. I'm, I'm let I, for not take the win, but take the record. That's what I am adamant for. Once he does that, he can lose it the next goddamn night for all he give a shit. Just beat the record. I'm tired of it being honky tonk, honky tonk, honky tonk. I don't care. I mean, not not only that, but he's he deserves it. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, okay, we got Ronda Rousey, possibly her last match, against Shayna Baszler in MMA rules. I don't know how this is going to work. I would rather them have, like, been, like, real, like, funny and then, like, go to, like, talk to, like, uh, like, Matt Riddle, like, hey, where'd that fight pit thing go? And be like, huh, what, brother? And be like, yeah, if I could have him do, like, something in there. But I think that would have worked, but, um. I don't know. Maybe they're going to do like what TNA would do or like Bloodsport and just take the ropes off and yeah. just have them fucking roll around or whatever and just pretty much be a, a jiu-jitsu fight with some fucking, with some pro wrestling, some hip tosses, vertical suplexes, and God only knows what else. But yeah, I'm with you. I think this is Rhonda's go home. You know what I mean? She's done. She's she's pretty much out of here. She's She knows it. We know it. Put over, you know, let let Shayna get the dub on you and go home. Appreciate you coming out. Kind of shit. At least that's where I'm leaning. I mean, honestly, I expected the fight pit too. But if it's just like, are they going to do like three rounds? You know, like like you said with Impact, did, what was it? Did the Grand Championship, mm-hmm. uh, which sounded good on paper, but executed kind of poorly. Um, the the main problem with those kind of rules in wrestling, as you know, it's predetermined. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, how can you have judges and whatnot when you know it's predetermined? But anyway, <clears throat> um, I was actually going the opposite way and thinking Ronda's, well, they're trying to make Ronda the babyface in this feud, um, even though Shayna's getting the biggest cheers because people hate Ronda. Yep. But I was thinking she was going to win on her way out just because she's the, she's the face. She got stabbed in the back, beat the heel, leave. 
I can see that. Plus, at the same time, she has the better MMA prowess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can always use that as why fucking Shayna lost. Yeah. Um, Shane is definitely the best transition from MMA to wrestling. Mm-hmm. But Ronda has the best track record. Facts. And no matter how many times you want to bring up the end of her MMA career, thing is, she was a household name. Absolutely, she was. She she helped absolutely make uh, women in MMA uh, not only normal, but like a, a must-see thing. Um, all right, so we'll split that one. <coughs> Which brings us to, I think, the triple main event. I fucking hate that term, but... Mm-hmm. Um, we got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in a singles match. So much for adding a stipulation that we haven't seen in decades to the match. Right? It's straight wrestling, uh, which is weird considering it's the blow-off match to this feud. Um, and we've already seen Blood. We've seen... Did they have a no-DQ match? Uh, and it's just, it's just going to end with a singles match. It makes very little sense, but there you go. Back asswards, bud. Back asswards. Um, and, and Cody has to win. Has to. I don't see any logic at all in Brock winning this match or the feud. It would make zero sense unless unless that's that's who ends up beating Roman, which then would probably just make everybody vomit. They they promised us it would be the last time at Mania last year. They promised us. Oh yeah. They're so <clears throat> good on their promises. <laughs> I- Unfortunately, the last match Roman and Brock had was their best one. And if they'd have done that more often, I would have been happy to see more matches. But now, because they had so many and half of them I didn't care for, I don't want to see them again. Right. You guys already killed all the um, bad taste in the mouth. Was it, was it Midnight? Mania? Mania, they had the unification. Did they have another match at SummerSlam? Yeah, they did. Because that's yeah, when Brock one. brought in the tractor. Yep, I was going to say, tractor Brock. Yeah, so don't do it again. We've, we've seen enough Brock and Roman. Please. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. Man, we said Gunter and Drew was a tough one. This right? is even tougher, I think. I think you're uh, right on that one because I immediately go with, well, Seth freaking Rollins is the hottest thing since, you know, fucking warm bread. So why the fuck are you going to want to take it off him? But he's hurting yeah. something. Fierce. He's overdue some surgery. That makes me think maybe you just kind of give it a fin. You do that whole like the stable has everything, blah, 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 for a little bit. And then that causes the inner turmoil within the stable and breaks them up because, you know, Damian Priest is the money in the bank holder. Yeah. Um, normally, I, I wouldn't want a world title reign to be so short. Yeah. Especially for Rollins, especially for the first of a new title. But not only does Balor deserve it, but again, Seth needs some time off. Seth deserves, I was say, Seth deserves the time off, okay? <laughs> He's been hurt since last year, apparently. Yeah, and it, and it feels like it would be a nice gesture um, mm-hmm. for Rollins to put Balor over for the world title again after what happened the first time they met at SummerSlam for the Universal title. Mm-hmm. Make up for history. Um, I don't see a cash-in happening yet. 
or Arm Balor yet because I, I just kind of want to see him tease it out a little bit more with Balor and Priest. It, just, it feels like it would be a little sudden if Priest cashed in now. Like, as soon as Balor wins a world title, fuck it, I'm cashing in. Yeah, I, I would rather it, like, stew. You know what I mean? Like, celebrate with him, and then just there'd be, like, a constant reminder of, oh, he's got the briefcase. Yeah. Uh, and it'd just be one of those things where you're going to lead to an inevitable, you know, either it's either Priest cashing or Priest is like, I want to challenge you, like, does, you know, Damien Sandow way. Priest is also in a very unique position. I don't think any Money in the Bank holder has ever been, like, literally the right-hand man of possibly the next world champion. So you, yeah. you're never going to be closer for the perfect opportunity to cash in. Seriously. The temptation is wild. The temptation <laughs> is wild. Um, so, yeah, I think that's two for Balor. Yep. Just keep the cash in on hold for a little bit yeah that's all you got to do just keep it on hold it's not like don't do it it's just, just put it on low put it on the simmer remember ziggler when he got to the point where we almost forgot he had it and it was just like when the fuck is he gonna cash in and then it huge pop night after mania gigantic gigantic pop um all right that takes us to the main event which is tribal combat for the undisputed WWE Universal title yeah. and recognition of Tribal Chief. Basically, yeah. it's a street fight for the world title, well, the undisputed Universal title, and the winner also becomes head of the table, or Tribal Chief, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Um, yeah. There's- again, it's... Kind of tough because there's two ways to go. Either they keep it on Roman till next Mania, which was the plan we thought of for this year's Mania. Mm-hmm. Or they just say, fuck it, pull the trigger, and Jey Uso is the one that dethrones Roman, bringing it full circle. Look, I, I like shapes, and circles are one of my favorite. So, <laughs> okay, I mean, I like a story. Unlike a story, and I like it when a story ends the right way. Yeah. And I really don't know that you can have a better way for this story to end than right here, right now. Okay, it's main event Jey Uso that's all of a sudden gone from tag team extraordinaire to main eventing. He Again, a tag team guy, main eventing. And it's a shot, it's a shot at the title. It's a shot to crown another, again, another tag team guy to help solidify a little bit of a singles career. And at the same time, again, it finishes a story. Yeah. And I'm like, you could easily then, you could very easily then, like, have Cody beat Roman. And then he'll go on to win whatever fucking belt, and maybe it won't matter. And, you know, may, I don't know. We, know. we don't know. We don't know. Um, All I know for sure is, is, is again, I, I am very, very much with the let it go with Jay. Just keep it rolling with Jay. Let him be the guy. Finish the, you know, finish the story. If I can just simplify it, finish the fucking story. But it's WWE, and I, I can tell. I'm sure you can tell, and I'm sure there's other people that can tell that are either listening or watching right now. And it's, they know that it's Roman against the world, and they could so easily push Roman all the way till April 
for him and Cody again, whether it be a back-to-back rumble win for Cody or whatever, something, something. Yeah. Like, and we have to figure that whole thing out. And that's what kills me. And this was like, we had, this is the third one where it was a hard one to pick. And this is the hardest one yet. I mean, the hardest one period, I should say. And because of that, I want to be the fucking outliner and I want to say, finish the story. Finish. So you're going Jay. I'm going Jay Uso. See, that's the thing. They've had two opportunities already for a perfect finish to this story with Cody at Mania, with Sami Zayn. Um, and I actually think it's gotten to the point now where everybody's gone from this is an amazing storyline to we're sick of the soap opera shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Should I get off the pot? This is cinema has become a meme. Mm-hmm. Having said that, they could easily keep it on Roman till April because this is his first title defense on TV since Mania. Yep. Uh, he defended it against Rey Mysterio, but that was only last year, uh, last year, last week on a house mm-hmm. show. He hasn't defended it since Mania until then. Yeah, no defenses at all. I would love to see Jay finish the story, but if Cody was still in AEW, if Cody wasn't around, perfect. But I think that has to be the end game, though, the end goal, so I'm going to say Roman retains, remains the tribal chief. Uh, And then the only person he's got to lose is Solo. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could see it your way. I can totally see it your way. I, that's the thing. You could see it both ways. You know what I mean? It's like you could be like, finish the story. I mean, you could be the mean guy, the finish the story, the blah, 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 blah. Or you could be the just, but it's Roman. And I'm sure that there's way more people that it's the it's Roman feel than it is, you know, finish a story. But then again, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wishful thinker. Hoping yeah, it's for, it's uh, hoping awful for timing is what it is. Fucking ain't right it is. Fucking A right it is. All right, all right so, so that is all SummerSlam. Yep, it's taken care of. So thank y'all for joining us for Promo Slam. Our next special event comes at you in just three weeks, and it's a brand new one created just for AEW's All In August 24th. Join us for Max Wrestling's All for One where Cypher will have his world title shot after I defeated Anos Mascaris once and for all in just a few moments. And, of course, we'll be predicting AEW's historic events at Wembley Stadium, and you can expect plenty of Max Wrestling title matches too, including, as you heard earlier, Daniel Crimmins will finally receive his rematch for the television championship. He'll go one-on-one with your captain uh, in a straight rematch from Promomania. Love it. And you can expect a lot more matches to be announced in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you stay tuned and make sure you follow in uh, for more information. MaxWrestling.Wheelie.com forward slash all for one. Boom. All right. Let's uh, almost finish the show and get to this week's Geek of the Week. Please. geek, gritty, freak, scum-sucking, peer with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. I look. I had a hard one this week. 
It's hard decisions all week long or for all episode long for this one. Um, normally I give it to people for like just saying real stupid shit and putting their foot in their mouths. And for this one, I'm actually going to give it to two people and I really want to tell them either fucking fight it out or shut the fuck up. And I'm talking to Tony Khan and I'm talking to trips (laughs) and this fucking constant back and forth. And everybody doesn't, everybody plays it off. It's, oh, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. It's like, understand the very first shot AEW took at WWE was the shot Cody took by, by destroying the throne. That was the very first shot taken. The next shot after that was Triple H telling Billy Gunn, oh, hey, we'll buy that. My, I'll, Vince will buy that piss and company just to fire you again. But everybody forgets that. Everybody forgets all the lines that, w, that, a, that WWE has dropped about AEW. They only remember the times that WWE, I mean, the AEW brought up WWE in some weird manner. And it's the back and forth, the, the pissing contest, who's got the bigger wiener, the whatever. And it's like, dudes, see, look, wrestling is great right now, okay? Believe it or not, WWE is worth watching. It's hot right now. It's hot right now, okay? I'm even watching right now. It's hot right now. AEW is the alternative that is garnering so much attention that even the casuals from WWE are trying to check it out. And the ones that are diehard refuse to change their mind are the only ones that aren't doing that. And that's why viewership is going like this and that's whatever. But this constant back and forth is just, it's fuck. It's childish, bro. It's child. It reminds me of high school in such the worst fucking way in the worst ways, in the worst ways. And I don't and it's it's two guys fighting over abroad and there is no broad. That's what this it, 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 there's no broad. So what are we fucking doing, boys? What are we doing? So this week's geeks of the week, Tony Khan, Triple H, fucking either hit the showers or shut the fuck up. You guys do not need to constantly have a goddamn back and forth with each other. Everybody's in competition with everybody. We're in competition with other fucking uh, wrestling podcasts, but we don't fucking call them out every week. You guys are in competition with the NFL, the NBA, and every other goddamn major sport. You're going to call them out? You're going to call out the fucking Premier League? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. They're in competition with the Big Bang Theory sometimes. That's good competition right there. (laughs) Okay, moving on to this week's MVP of the week. Finally, something good. And gotta give it to Hikaru Shida this week, um, your Absolutely. new AEW Women's World Champion. Just the fact that it's a nice gesture for her to have a title run with an audience this time. And also, mm-hmm. the change completely caught me off guard. Big time, like, I dude. genuinely didn't see it coming, and it was a nice surprise. It was awesome. It was awesome. Great for her. Great. Not just good. Great. Damn it. And she was also probably, not even probably, easily one of AEW's best champions, period. Easily. So, one thing left to do, and that's the world title showdown with Moses and Anon Mascaras Part 2. If Mascaras loses, he must unmask. Let's see what happens. Moses, welcome. 
to your ultimate challenge. Throughout our journey together, I have been warning you that your past is catching up to you. <laughs> now, in order to defeat me, you must relive your past. What the fuck are you talking about? Let us begin with the first 9%. Why am I reliving this one? Like I said, Moses, you're reliving your past. Then, you changed your whole gimmick and tried something different. And it didn't really work, did it? I'm back. And this time... There's no grudge. You finally won King of the Mac. You found yourself face to face with a demoness. But were unable to defeat her one on one. The demons do not take lightly to someone trying to force us to bend the knee to you. Moses, I have already killed you once. And I released you, and you escaped like all the other little mortals. I did defeat her at promo series. And yet some still say that she should have retained her championship title that night. Say the people said the people said the people said I won. People said I showed up and I beat the demoness almost a little too easily. I earned my shot. I earned that title. How you view it and how others view it is not my problem. And finally, you lost it to the Walker at Promo Slam two years ago. That was the last time we saw the Promo Championship. You see, Moses, the Walker is connected to all of your shortcomings, including this one. The infection that has torn the MDO apart. Wait, how did you get here? Can't you see I'm doing this for you? right all because you wanted this that fucking badly you thought you could end me and end this that easily that's what you thought I'm the greatest champion max wrestling has ever fucking seen no mask character no bullshit gimmick was gonna beat me not even on their fucking best day Well, I, I guess congratulations for an order. Um, I don't know what the hell happened to Mascaras there, but still, our world champion is LFA Moses Marquez, and now will officially defend against his, I guess, former 
MDO stablemate cipher or still stablemate? Is this a case of acknowledge your El Jefe? Where, where does Cypher stand? Himself. <laughs> He's got to figure that shit out for himself. All right. Well, um, all for one is in three weeks. And we'll see what happens on the road to Wembley. Before we go, well, before we leave you, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than that lady's 36G bra hit Drake. She was great. <laughs> so finally, here's what Moses has for you, Pouncing the Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. All right, so some decisions have been made, and the idea of Retro Rewind returning um, may not actually come to fruition. There's concept changes, possibly. Kicking it with the TSK is not going anywhere. That's a special edition kind of a thing. When the guys have something to talk about, we'll jump on, whether it be a part of the Max uh, full episode or, or something on its own. And we'll figure that out when we get there. But... What has been in the talks right now as something that I've done in the past, I did do a, a, a an American football podcast called Bolt Rent where I followed the Los Angeles Chargers. I am an avid New York Yankees fan, and I am strongly becoming a, a, a Tottenham Hotspurs fan. So even with Harry Kane leaves, I, it's it's become one of those things where, you know, we, we talk about wrestling as a sport. So... The Click Talk Network may or may not be coming out with a sports channel. And when they do, um, it's going to be pretty much live cut. Well, not live coverage, but coverage of major news. And then uh, some unbiased, relatively biased, focus <laughs> on some very specific teams. But we will have some guests and all some other stuff like that. I do know that uh, I, we do have some Man City fans in the group. We have some Man United fans in the group. We got some people that like some Division Two teams like Wrexham, who kicked ass against fucking Man City in America. 5-1, good for them. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, oh, no, I think it was actually one. Uh, no, was it five, no, was it 5-1? I think it was 5-1, actually. They beat that ass. Oh, um, United. Yeah. Um, yeah. Paul Mullen got his lung punctured. Yeah, poor bastard. He's a really good striker. Hope he gets back and recovers and soon. So um, no official date yet dropping, but KTN Sports is coming your way. We're going to be covering American football, English football, baseball, probably some basketball. God only knows what else. Who knows? Maybe we're going to jump in the UFC game. We will figure it out as we get there with more information. And you already know how it goes with the information. You got to keep it locked to all the socials. Find out more on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512, and at SMR Podnet. They might just change it like KTN Sports. We never know. Check out the website, maxwrestlingnet.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, or uh, all the fun subscribe and following Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, social media, all over the place. YouTube, we appreciate the growth. We appreciate the uh, the more views, but we also need the more subscribers. So if you're watching and you're brand new and you like it, make sure you're sharing it with your buddy, or you're at least you're going on your little brother's computer and you're subscribing on his YouTube account too. Hook us up so we can get to y'all more sooner. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to call it X again just to piss beer off. But yeah. uh, also follow us on um, Fred's. Threads. Trying to don't keep up threads. with the new social media. Like, we don't have enough freaking platforms to keep up with. Seriously, there's so many. Oy, oy, oy. But if you're on Instagram, you're on Fred's. So there's that. Automatic, babe. Yeah. Automatic. With that said, join us next week for the aftermath of Promo Slam. And we go marching on to Wembley for All In and All For One. You've been watching...
it is us, the one and only Demony. <laughs> it's been a while, my sweets. But I have no reason to communicate with you mortals. But unfortunately, the shape betrayed us again. But I betrayed you too. I knew what you were going to do. Be careful, your throat might start to burn too. I helped you take Travis's voice. But guess what? Shape, Dazzy Lee, I have something that you don't. Tell me, are you missing one of your pack? You are missing one of your own, and you don't know where he is. You call him the Phoenix. I call him Burn. <laughs> Shape, you betrayed us. I betrayed you, and as punishment for you, I took your human form. I took your family. Phoenix is now mine. I will not return him. I will not. <laughs> you can send your army after me, but Phoenix will not be released. <laughs> Poor Phoenix. All because the shape betrayed the most powerful demoness in Max Wrestling. <laughs> Thought you would have learned by now, Shape. You're only breathing because of me. Hmm. Best way to get at mortals or entities is to go to the human forms. So, just as a sweet little message to you, naive mortals, ants, vermin, I have phoenix. You will not get him back. <laughs> Embrace the madness. Embrace the darkness. Every body dies. <laughs>